Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. <laughs> Today I am with a very special guest. I'm so excited for this episode. I've been excited since like I started my podcast. Like this has been on my list of brainstormed ideas since the beginning. So I'm very, very excited. I have my friend Rebecca here. Yay! Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Pretty good. Um, yep, I wake up late. <laughs> I'll just preface by saying that. So my head is a little bit groggy. My voice is a little bit groggy, but we made it. Very nice. Um, Before we start the episode, I guess we'll go into like, who are you? You can start with, you know, your name, your major, whatever, all that like icebreakery stuff. Okay. My name is Rebecca and I'm in fourth year kin at UBC and... What else should I say? Fun fact. Your dog? Fun fact. <laughs> my go-to fun fact. Yeah. My go-to fun fact is that I have a dog. It's a golden retriever and he's very cute. But I get roasted that that's not a fun fact about me a lot. <laughs> so another fun fact is my cur- I have a lot of hobbies, but I don't stick to each of them very closely. Like I, oh. I lose, so I don't get really good at one hobby. So that's also like a fatal flaw. But I love like baking. I love These days I like plants. I love crafts. I like sewing. So stuff like that. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Hmm, very nice. And today we're going to have a very special episode. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we've had a conversation like this, but like for me, some of my friends, I have like very specific purposes. Does that make sense? Like some friends are like, I guess like the less close ones are like, oh, just for fun times, like, oh, going Mm. out to eat or whatever. But Rebecca is one of my friends that is truly like teaches me a lot in the context of like everything, but also a lot about faith and religion, because like that's something I'm very interested in learning about. Mm. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't have an acceptance. (laughs) Yeah, even as, so she's not Christian, but she comes to a lot of like, christian events and things with me just because she's curious and like my christian friends in those circles who are always like whoa it's so cool that like manny comes to these things because they all assume like oh is she christian or like did she go to church with you i'm like no no she's just really interested so so that's going to be what our episode's going to be about today talking about religion and faith and rebecca's experience and stuff like that because i think mm, it's sometimes if you're not like, it can be kind of taboo to talk about sometimes. Religion, like, sometimes it can come off the wrong way or if you're not educated about it, like, right. Sometimes it's, like, not the best. People don't have the best, like, view of religions, not just Christianity, but, like, everything in general. But before we begin, we're going to do a little check-in, a rosebud and a thorn. Do you have yours prepared and ready? hmm <laughs> Do you want to start? You can pick one and then I'll share, like, the one. Mm, okay. My... Rose is yesterday. So usually on Fridays, I find myself with like different things to do. And I usually have work on Fridays too, but work was canceled and I knew that in advance. And so I kind of scheduled around that and didn't let myself go to like any of the other things or say yes to other things that I would have gone to, like like a dinner or like a small group or something. And so like when I was rejecting each of those things, I was like, oh, should I go? Because I have time. I can go. But I'm so happy that I didn't because I had a self-care day. And Ooh. I just, like, folded all my clothes and put them back and listened to music and, like, watched a drama. And it was just really nice. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I've, yeah, yesterday was 
I felt so conflicted because like you see all your Instagram stories because it's Halloween weekend this yes. weekend and everyone's going out and all that and I was like am I supposed to feel like I want to go out too but then I'm like I just really enjoy being home now I feel like I'm very grandma-y yes <laughs> I my brother and I actually have a mutual friend and we were supposed to go to a party together yesterday night but then I didn't go and my brother went and I introduced him to my friend so that happened too so I saw the videos I was like but I'm happy I made this decision. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My rose is I also had a very good week. Just in general, I feel like this week was very like not stressful for mm-hmm. once. I didn't have any midterms this week, so it was like my it was my one week break because I have a midterm next week again. But I got my finance midterm back and I was very happy with the grade. Ooh. Yeah. It wasn't like that good, I guess, but like above class average and I was quite happy with like how I did like based on how I left the midterm too and like how I was studying with it so I feel really good about that and um I did a ride cycle class this week and it was very hard but I'm very proud of myself for going because usually I like chicken out and like because you're by yourself you're like oh I don't need to go Mm -hmm. but I went and it was hard but it was worth it I would say and that was on top of the gym yeah uh I didn't go to the gym that day but uh-huh. on top of like going to the gym this week yes <laughs> a very put together week thank you thank you yep would you like to share your your butt or your thorn oh okay um my bud i am excited for oh well cliche but i've been excited for it. you didn't let me say that too i have been excited for this oh <laughs> For so long, too. Like, when she was first starting her podcast, she talked about this. Like, she did bring up this topic. Like, it was one of the ones that she thought of. And even then, I was so excited. But I was also very, like, worried about, like, oh, what should I say? Because, as you said, it can be a taboo topic and stuff. And I just don't know. I didn't feel, like, qualified to talk about it and things. But recently, I told her I've been having, like, thoughts and experiences that made me feel like, oh, I think I'm ready to talk. And so... I've been excited but scared about it for a long time and even right now I'm excited for the discussion that is coming. So cute. Yay. Yay. Cute. Um what is mine bud? I'm also excited for this episode but also also excited for the upcoming holiday season. Yes. Um yeah, referring to Halloween or Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I you know, um I've already, you know, pre-booked going to the Christmas market and mm. like the lights, um, and lights and stuff like that mm-hmm. with Jerry. So I'm very excited because I feel like I really like wholesome events like that. It's just so fun to look and look at the lights or like go shopping or whatever. It's just very cute and I'm very excited for this holiday season because I feel like this year we can finally do stuff. Last year it was still like a little iffy. Yeah. But I'm mm-hmm. so excited, you know, because for me, like, November 1st is the day you can start listening to Christmas music, like, after <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. This is a very strict rule you've, like, <laughs> followed, and I don't know why. No one is imposing this Every on you. year, you just take your <laughs> Halloween costume off, and then it's Christmas music time. No gap in between. Yeah, truly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, now, Thorn. Mm-hmm. This one I have ready. So tomorrow is October 31st, and then it is November, and November is the month of my dog's birthday, which is not a good thing because it means he's older. It actually makes me so sad. I hate to think about how he's aging, but we'll celebrate too. How many 
birthdays has it been with Finn? You're like, how old is he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> that threw me in a loop. Uh, he is nine. So, yeah. Or like he's turning nine. Whoa. Wait, did you get him when he in was grade zero? Seven. <laughs> when he was zero. <laughs> Usually you get your puppy like eight to 12 weeks. I think we got him around 12. Oh. So, yeah, I think about that sometimes. Like we counted starting from when he came to our house, I think. But that's not his true birthday then. So he's probably already nine. Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh, so like you got him mid, like November. Yeah, I think. And I he celebrated his birthday. It. But he wasn't actually. But he was born before that, right? Because he was already a puppy. Oh, wow. So he should be like 12 weeks that older. That is crazy. Than... Yeah. November 17th. Mark your calendars. <laughs> Let's all mourn. I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when he gets older. It's, I'm, I'm just thinking about how, like, I've never really had a time where you don't have Finn. I cannot mm. imagine. I don't imagine my life before, or I can't remember my life before <laughs> Finn. <laughs> my life, my existence started when Finn. <laughs> That's all. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah, it is exciting, but also sad. Yeah. That's true. I only focused on the negatives. It's good. We'll have a party and stuff, but like... <laughs> do you get him cake and like uh we give him like bones and stuff <laughs> he is a very allergic dog so he can't eat like wheat and like oh. those fancy pop cakes and things so i wish <laughs> my thorn for this week is that like i have a very nice routine in my life you know 6 a.m wake up <laughs> eight o'clock go to the gym mm. 10 o'clock start studying and then afternoon is like alternates between work and whatever else I have to do but I really it frustrates me when I have to change my routine so sometimes like especially when I have my night class like every other every three or four weeks the next morning I'm like absolutely dead so Mm -hmm. I have to sleep in you know which like pushes everything back a little bit right and then like if I have like I have a couple meetings at night this week and like dinners with friends that like I w- I'm excited for like I'm happy that they're happening but it's like also personally just like annoying when I can't sleep at the same time that I usually do and I can't wake up at the same time that I usually do because I think it's very important I think I thrive on like consistency mm. but yeah this upcoming week I just planned it out this morning and it looks very scary which I'm not excited for <laughs> so if you had it your way you would wake up at the same time every day I yeah mm. I would really like to I think it's just easy because also nowadays like for me my my body is like naturally wakes up too so this this morning I let myself sleep in because this weekend I'm like very chill um but I still woke up at like 7 30 this morning 7 30 is like my sleep in time now oh my god <laughs> I don't know if I should expose what time I slept yesterday <laughs> Was it close to when I woke up? <laughs> oh my gosh. But I chose that, right? Like I was having my off day yesterday. So that was me relaxing. Opposites attract. That's very fair. For me, when I relax, like I, I'm sleeping. Like I'm in bed by eight. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a few hours in the day where we like overlap yeah, we in that often. wakefulness. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very nice to hear all your check-ins. Because we haven't seen each other in like two, three two three weeks even i don't even know probably since orchard right we saw each other oh yeah 
So no, we saw each other um like outside the nest. Was that before or after? I don't even remember. Anyways, it wasn't significant. Yeah. This is the first like conversation we've had in a while. <laughs> into the juice, into the meat. Juicy meat. Okay, so I wanted to ask you first about like I guess your like context of religion, you know, like I'm I don't know everything about Christianity. But like you don't? Why? <laughs> I don't have the Bible memorized every single line. Mm. I don't. But um I like I've heard, you know, different denominations and mm. you know, obviously I assume also your church affects like what how I don't know, yeah. you know, you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, mm. do you wanna explain, I guess how I don't know how to explain this. Like I just I, I, I picture it as like a map and like religion is like this big thing, but you have like this sector just because of also like where you grow up and who you're surrounded with and stuff like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good way to put it. Um I don't have the Bible memorized <laughs> either. And I definitely don't know a lot at all too, but um I will set up my context. So I this is a very cliche saying, like there's this, this isn't like an aside, there's this Facebook group or like multiple that are like Christian memes and stuff. And it's like these people posting their common experiences growing up in church. So this is like, for example, this is one thing that they would bring up. It's like, I grew up in a Christian household. That is a very like cliche line, but it's true. So I did. And my mom brought me to church since I was young. So my brother and I, uh, but my dad is not Christian. So that's oh not my cliche. Really? Yeah. That's oh. not common. My friend Nicole is this, the same. She wouldn't mind. But yeah, it's not too common. So, but anyways, I went to church with my mom every Sunday. And then um, in terms of like denomination stuff, I also don't, there's lots and lots of denominations. So basically it's like within the big, broader scope of Christianity, there are many different branches. And so one of them, or like there's, for example, maybe you've heard of like Anglican or like... <sighs> Hmm. Presbyterian. But then, um, I didn't even learn this until later, but I'm pretty sure my church is non-denominational, so it's just like it doesn't really, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't really fall into one of those. And so each denomination will have its own, like, they could be slight or they could be pretty drastic differences in, like, how they interpret the Bible and then their faith, but also down to things like ritual or, like, yeah, like, practices, like, some of the more traditional ones, they will be, like, kneeling when they pray and stuff. Um, versus others, yeah, do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh. those are the kind of differences, I think. I see. So, oh, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know your dad wasn't Christian. I thought mm-hmm. he would be, like, a very, like... So he's never, like, gone... Has he ever gone with <laughs> you guys to, like... He comes sometimes for special events because we have, like, free food and, like, <laughs> like Father's Day. He comes every year because it's a free Father's Day gift. <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he doesn't. I see. Okay. So, interesting. So, what has, like, religion, I guess, looked like in tangible ways since you've grown up? So, obviously, you go to church. Mm. So, is that, like, you've been, like, every week since you were really little? And Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Every Sunday, I think Sunday school is like what you go to when you're younger. What is that? It's like, like you'll start with singing and then it's like a class, but not really. There's like a curriculum and stuff. I guess it is kind of like school because it is called Sunday school. Um, 
So I think it would be like 9.30 to 11 or something. And then we would like... But it was fun for me because I had friends at church. And so we would just meet up. We'd sing. We'd be like, ew, this is so lame. And then we'd like do our coloring activities. And like when you're younger, it's all those kinds of things. And then you get a bit older. And then it transitions into like, oh, like conversations and like listening to audio and then discussions and stuff. And then when you graduate-ish from high school, then you um, graduate from the Sunday school program. And then you just go to worship which is like, for us, it used to be 11.15 to 12.30, but then they moved it earlier now. So then we would go to the two things when we were younger, and then when we got older, it was just like worship. And that's with, that's like the English service with all the adults and stuff downstairs with the pastor preaching and those kinds of things. Mm. Yeah, so that was the general structure. And so every Sunday morning until like lunchtime was off limits for me in terms of like hangouts and stuff like it was just a given that I'd be going to church Mm -hmm. so I guess along with like these tangible things you know like your Sundays are totally blocked off and stuff like that are there other like compromises or like sacrifices that you had to make if you're like devoted to church or like your religion your faith Mm. in terms of like not just like timing because those are like material like tangible things that you have to give up but I guess Mm -hmm. in terms of like yourself like your identity or stuff like that Mm -hmm. I think in terms of identity it's probably hard it's probably different for someone who became Christian in their life I know that experience is pretty different um and that's also like at least in my circles I haven't met too many people that are that way it's the common story is like I grew up in a Christian household Mm. Um, so I think for them it would be easier to pick out like oh since I became Christian I lost this or I gained this Um, but down to like things like relationships and stuff of course being Christian or not of course but like and this is all all of this is pretty uh, like different people have different perspectives on it too within christianity but then there's of course like sex those kind of things marriage um all of those the ideas around that are quite different from like my friends at school or like yeah like so partying drugs aside from like the typical oh don't do that that's like um be good and study well as just like a non-religious perspective when you add the religious component I think there's also sometimes like that that is like really bad or this is something I've also been conflicted about myself but sometimes I find that the church like like I think they interweave the two too closely like if you do this it's a sin Like, if you get bad grades, it's a sin, which is definitely not the case. Like, it's not part of the religion, but I think just as a product of the system and then the way that certain churches are run and, like, the cultures that are interwoven too, like, I think Chinese culture, Mm. collaboration with Christian culture is, like, a very interesting specific niche too. Um, Things like that tend to get, like, intermixed, and then that's an interesting way to put yeah like if you think if you imagine as a kid like oh if I get bad grades God will hate me which is not what we believe Mm -hmm. and it's not like true 
Um, but yeah, those kinds of things can definitely happen as well. I don't know. That was kind of like so confusing. Wait, I have a question now. So when you like make decisions, this is going to be really broad. <laughs> so like, yeah, if you like are making a decision, do you have to like, you know, usually people like follow their conscience. Mm. So then do people like Christians have their conscience, but also like what God would think when they make a decision, if that makes sense? Like, do you mm. have to? Or is it supposed to be, like, this one and the same, you know? Mm, so we have, like, have you heard of, like, the Holy Trinity idea? Uh, I've heard the name, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm also, like, learning about it, too, constantly. But so we believe that there's, like, God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. And then it's a concept that is hard to wrap your head around, but... It's like they are all the same entity and yet they function as different entities at the same time. Oh. So God the Father is like the one that's been there from the start and then he sent Jesus the Son to like save us and he was in human form. Mm -hmm. um, and then the Holy Spirit is what we think of as always being within us. And so kind of, I, I think it's like a parallel to your conscience. So they say that like the Holy Spirit is always within you and like guiding your... Um, decisions and stuff too so i think ideally a christian would be looking inwardly to their to the holy spirit which is what we kind of think of as your conscience mm -hmm. to be making decisions mm -hmm. and so obviously there's going to be tension like where it's like my parents want me to do this for example but i think my faith wants me to do this so there will be clash but i think the ideal would be if you were able to mix those it's like when external factors come in, like parents or friends or, yeah, like your responsibilities to other people, other etc., that make for interesting life decisions and challenges, in my experience. Oh, interesting. Have you ever been in a, like, do you remember any circumstances where <laughs> you are, like, stuck and you don't know what to do mm -hmm. in terms of, like, either peer pressure or, like, mm -hmm. family um, definitely. <laughs> mm. Like, as in between, choosing between what I think my religion wants me to do versus... I guess so. Do you, yeah, has there ever been a situation where you have to, like, like an ultimatum, essentially? Mm. Or do you do things, have there, has there ever been a situation where, like, you've said yes because of peer pressure, but then, like your insides regret okay maybe this one i'm sure there are better ideas i'm just blanking like in terms of career aspirations and stuff like that i think as i learn more about like my faith and how much my religion means to me then um part of that is like I learned that like my grades or like school or my job none of that is actually that important in the grand scheme of things to me because 
this is somewhere where I feel like a lot of your ideas actually align with Christianity and you don't even necessarily realize Oh, really? Because I think this perspective is similar to what you have, but just without... Oh, well. well. Okay, you listen and you love... <laughs> okay. Love, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to remind myself, as, like, naturally, I'm very caught up in these things, I think, and, like, I always stress about, oh, I need, like... For example, I'm applying to grad schools right now, and my typical way would be to, like, have plan A, B, C, D, E, and, like, make sure I get into a school, because that's my goal. But then, so that directly contrasts with, like, my faith, I think, where I think I should be actually constantly looking to God for guidance and letting him choose the direction for my life. So it's hard to find that balance between, okay, I obviously need to, like, sit down and do these things, apply to schools, so that's like self-directed maybe but then also listening to his voice and like i don't know why i put quotation listening to his voice and like maybe he doesn't want me to go into physiotherapy that's what i'm applying to or maybe he wants me to do something that is totally not what i expected and so there's an that's like i think a lot of people have that constant struggle of like balancing those two Mm. but basically thinking about like keeping in mind that oh what I care about is like what God wants me to do with my life that changes my perspective about things like how much money I make like like whether I get a respectable job or like get into a respectable school and stuff because none of that really matters in the long run if I'm thinking about how my life on earth is like just a blip in comparison to like eternal life afterwards so that is something I think that really contradicts for example, Chinese, yeah, yeah, study <laughs> culture and stuff, um, yeah, and like certain parental expectations and things, and so also that's interesting. You can probably imagine like my dad not being Christian, my mom being Christian, like they would be able to agree with that and understand that to certain to different levels, yeah. So that's also an interesting mm. conversation. So, yeah, I guess I, was, oh, I had, like, a couple things to say, actually. I think I, yes, somewhat agree in that, I think, in that way. Mm. Obviously, without, like, the labels of, like, Christianity and stuff like that. But, yeah. Oh, that's so weird. Then that kind of gets into, like, yeah. what the definition of Christianity is. Because, you know, it's so hard when you feel like you have to have this label what defines being a christian is also like gets to the root of that question like is it that you just say that you are christian you know because some people i think for me like i'm buddhist sure (laughs) um i've like been raised buddhist my mom brought me to like these practices and all this stuff ever since i was little but to be honest like i don't I wouldn't consider myself Buddhist because I don't think like there are certain things that I agree with but also I don't take those daily practices or like weekly practices or whatever like to heart really mm-hmm. so for Christianity is there like a a definite like oh this makes you a Christian and this is not because I assume also like there are people who say they're Christian but they don't go to church every week or like mm-hmm. I think the one thing that does and should bind Christians, like there people, different people could say different things and like, oh, whether you go to church, then you're not Christian or whatever. But ultimately the one thing that 
I think Christians should believe that makes you Christian is if you believe that Jesus died for your sins and then came to life and is in heaven. And then if we believe that, then you can have eternal life. I think that is the one thing that binds all Christians. And so when it comes down to like the semantics of like, oh, this person doesn't go to church every week or like this person says they're Christian, but like they're off like having sex with their friend or like, you know, like mm-hmm. with yeah, people. Yeah. Like we're, that would only be for God to decide, first of all. Mm-hmm. And so like one Christian to another Christian, there's like a verse that's like, <laughs> I'm very not great in my Bible knowledge, but there's a verse that's somewhat like, um, don't look at like the log. Oh, don't look at the speck in someone else's eye when there's a log in your own eye. Kind oh. of. If you Whoa. It's like, we obviously have a tendency to like call each other out first, but like you need to figure yourself out first. Kind of that idea. And so ultimately, I don't think it's like one Christian or another Christian's place to judge each other about that but so like you can't like call someone else like you're not christian or something Mm -hmm. yeah so my pastor was saying he thinks that there are certain people that are closer than they think to like finding god and like closer to like mm, yeah finding god than they might even know because there can be lukewarm christians he calls it that like go through the motions and stuff but they're not actually challenging their faith and they're not asking questions so it's not really like a deep faith like Mm -hmm. you can go through the motions and go to bible school and whatever and be like oh yeah 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 like god died for my sins whatever but then there are these common taboo questions that keep coming up in christianity for example like if god loves us so much then why would he let this happen like why would he let these children die why would he let yeah the holocaust happened and so if you're a christian that shies away from those kinds of questions then you're not actually really diving deep into what you believe how can you believe something without like really struggling with those questions it doesn't even mean like you have to have a perfect answer but if you're not even if you're just avoiding them then that is what he calls a lukewarm christian versus there are people that are not even religious at all or they're not christian at all or maybe they're buddhist but then they're constantly thinking about those questions And so I have friends that are, like, atheist or, like, but they have thought about it so much and they have all these reasons for why they are atheist that I think my pastor is getting at, like, those people he thinks are actually maybe closer or deeper in their understanding of what, like, life and God and all that stuff means to them as compared to someone who just takes things at surface level. So then there's that, like, are you Christian just because you go to church and stuff? Or maybe someone who's not even Christian at all, but they really think about these things. In that respect, maybe God is, like, maybe they're closer to, they have a better understanding of actually who God is than someone who would call themselves Christian. But who would know what goes on in people's heads? Whoa, wait, what the? (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Yeah. (laughs) This is not even the topic that I, like, thought I was going to talk about. Yeah. Whoa. No, but I'm glad. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's very interesting. Huh. That so, I, it, I think you could... It makes me feel yeah. better because, like, I've always thought that I have to have, like, a certain label. Like, I can't go into this realm of thinking 
unless I consider myself like a certain religion if that makes sense mm. like I was like even going to your like bible studies and stuff like that like I like I wanted to go because I'm very interested in learning and when I agree I'm like internally like am I christian like what is happening like am i supposed to it it makes me very like confused but that's very like i'm i guess yeah the labels are always such a those are like such a like social construct the labels Mm. to to say i'm this or i'm that because like what's most important i would say is like how you actually think and yeah your insides your innards your innards your guts (laughs) Yeah, no, like, if we believe that, because we believe that God can, like, is all-knowing and all-powerful, so he can, He knows everything that we're thinking, and he knows, like, what the rest of our life is going to look like, that kind of stuff. So he literally, beyond what we can fathom, he knows everything. And so, why would he care about whether, like, like, what meaning does it have to him if I'm, like, I am Christian, or, like, I tell people, like, the label has no I think the label would have no weight to him versus he knows me through and through like my whole Mm. character so I don't need to say a thing and he already knows like who I am yeah and so I think the idea of Christian and like the yeah like the label of that is something definitely a social construct that we've come up with and like it can help but it can also harm like us when we're trying to figure out like oh what do I believe in like self-categorize but i don't think it's something like necessary at all because even every christian there's so much diversity just look at the denominations and stuff and so ultimately like i think there's no way for humans to decide this person is christian this one's not so we've kind of covered you know your background with religion and also just the thought process that might happen we totally went off script we had a plan but as always, sometimes it's good to not have a plan so you can go off it. But um, I wanted to ask about how religion looks like for you now in terms of the tangible things, you know, what parts of your schedule, like how many hours or whatever. <laughs> but also, since you're in university now, obviously you have more independence from your parents and stuff like that. Like, is it more, do you have more more religious time with your friends and your peers or everything like that i don't know Mm. okay um so starting with so my current like christian involvements are church on sundays and then christian club on campus so that's intervarsity christian club um and then in that i'm an exec so i'm part of service team and so my job is like putting on the large group events every thursday and then actually last year during COVID, I was in that role too, but it looks pretty different now because it's in person. And so one thing, so because it like is in person now, it has been definitely much more of a time commitment than before, but it's also way, way more fulfilling because like you can imagine like talking to people in person and meeting them in person and just being in these experiences all together in person, in the flesh. And also when we're putting on events, we literally come up with the ideas and stuff from scratch. So there's a lot more creativity and like stuff we can do when we're in person. Mm -hmm. So that's all good. But in terms of how I got involved with InterVarsity, it was because my pastor at church just recommended it. And so I went with some of my church friends, Vicky and Anthony, in first year. (laughs) And so because I had them going with me, it was much less intimidating because I knew them. But definitely the first 
few times we went, it was like scary and like, oh my goodness, all these people that are so cool and they were so much older and they were like welcoming us and I just, we were very babied, but it was like very scary. So I had to stick it out through those first few before I started making connections with the club. And so those first two years of my life or my time being in IV, so first and second year, I was like definitely very like a babied person <laughs> in IV and then people were like, oh, you're so cute. Like you're so precious and whatever. <laughs> Nathan's going to watch this. His name, And then he always makes fun of me for calling myself babied, but that is not the point. The point is that in the first two years, I was like, yeah, definitely in that role. And like, it was like everyone was a mentor figure to me. And I almost, now that I think about it now, there were probably moments where it was a bit unhealthy. Like I was putting them on a certain pedestal. And that was another thing I wanted to get into was like, there is a tendency, I think, in Christian spaces to put those in leadership on a pedestal and think, oh, they must be so strong in their faith and like have no issues with like yeah like no doubts whatsoever things like that like their christianity is like perfect yeah if that's even like the right word but yeah exactly but that's actually so polarizing for them because sometimes like now that i'm more in leadership i feel it too like when you know that there's that image you might feel a pressure to fulfill that and so you don't open up about like oh actually this past while I've really been struggling to like relate to God and I feel like he's not there like saying things like that can be really hard for someone in leadership I think because um yeah there's often a culture I find in like Christian spaces where it's like the leader is like the one who's preaching at us and like guiding us so they better be strong in their faith and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it creates like not really an open and vulnerable space because these people look to this person but this person can't be honest about what they're actually going through but when they are honest about what they're going through i think that's really powerful too yeah so that's something that personally for me in my role i've been trying to focus on like and i think a lot of my team too just like being super open like we have a staff person in ivy as our club who's like his job is to work with us and he's sent from like IV administration because IV is like an international oh, thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I should have explained that. Uh-huh. And so like even him and like our president, they will be like honest about, yeah, this week I'm really not feeling it or like I just keep praying but I feel like you can't hear me. Things like that. Like mm-hmm. I think that's actually really encouraging in a way for like me to hear and maybe other members to hear. Because it's like, okay, it's not just me that has, like, a sucky faith. Like, this is a common shared experience, and it's a common struggle. Mm-hmm. That was a tangent, but... Um, what are you supposed to do in those situations, like, when you feel like you're in, like, a rut, I guess, with your mm-hmm. with your faith and stuff? Because, obviously, uh, it is good to hear that, like, other people go through it, and it's not just you. But mm-hmm. when you try to solve the issue, I guess... is it mostly like independent or does that mean like you haven't been going to church enough (laughs) (laughs) or Mm -hmm. it could definitely be like various things could set it off it could be something that you're going through 
I've seen it be like you're going through something really, really hard, and then even the strongest Christian could be like, why would God do something? Like, why would God let me down like this? Or why would God let me go through something like this? Or I feel like I've, like, I'm so close with God. How could you do this? Things like that. Like, even the strongest mm-hmm. of Christians could have those thoughts. Um, on the flip side, it could also be that someone's life is going so great, so smooth. And I feel like a lot of my life, my earlier years too, were like that. So I never, only like since coming to university, I feel like my um, my faith has like grown so much because before that, my life was, I think, too easy mm-hmm. that I never needed to like, I never felt like I needed to rely on God. Like I didn't feel like I needed him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like either if your life is too easy or your life is too challenging at one point, like all these different things could set you off into like not like distancing from God, I guess. And then in those moments, something I'm learning to do, I think if your faith is strong enough, then even those low moments cannot shake your relationship with God and how you feel about him. So you can separate like fact from specific emotion and feeling. So for example, like if my faith is strong enough that regardless of what happens, I know that God is like with me and listening to me and caring for me and like even if I can't see it in this terrible terrible moment I know that there's a reason this is happening and that he's like taking me through a process because he knows what's best for me if those kinds of things if I'm really firm in that then even when I'm in a low moment I can be like this is not this is just my irrationality speaking that I feel distance from God because he's actually right here so you can separate that but then yeah like if you're faith is maybe not as weak, those things can really shatter you too. Mm. I think it's kind of like when you're in a relationship with someone too, like dating, like, or just friendships. I find that when I have fights with people, I get closer at the end of them because Mm. you understand each other better, something like that. I think it's similar, like very similar. Like if you're not struggling with someone and like having your bad moments, and it's just smooth sailing, then how can you actually be close? And, like, how can you really understand each other? So I think that's a similar idea, too. I see. <laughs> My mind is being blown today. I'm like, what the... <laughs> I'm trying to ask about, like... And this might just be me, because I'm really... I really like when there's, like, a strict, like, black and white, and I deal really hard with, like, gray zones sometimes. But... How do you have that balance of, like, God has a path for me and, like, has a plan versus, like, what you are saying earlier about, like, grad schools and stuff like that versus, like, your own free will, I guess you could say? Like, are there people who just, like, live life as it is and are just, like, oh, God has a plan and I'm just... Or are you actively, as a Christian, supposed to, like, help in a way? in making that journey because that's always been one thing that like even I think as a normal person you might be conflicted with is like in life do you have a plan or are you the one in the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and I think everyone struggles with that especially like us right now because like we're about to graduate and like we have so much life change ahead of us is like that's one thing and I wonder like in Christianity is there like an answer for the control of your life or think the answer is it's less of like to me it's less of like 
I need to fully let go and let God, which is sometimes that's like a saying that comes up sometimes. But I think my interpretation of that is not like forcing yourself always uncomfortably to be like, I need to do nothing because I need to let him do like that, which is what I first thought of it too was like the case like I thought that was how you do it but I think more so at least for me I've switched gears and now I think of it as like a really comforting idea because there are so many things that as humans we cannot control right like as much of a planner and stuff as you are as much as I like to have my backup plans there are just things that I cannot control for good or for bad I cannot control, no matter how much I prepare and stuff, whether I'm going to get into physio school and which physio school I'm going to get into, things like that. And so for me, knowing that there's a God that is watching me, that knows exactly what's going to happen, and he has a reason for each of those things Mm -hmm. happening to me, is actually really soothing. Because it's like, okay, I've done my preparation, and it's still fine to do that. I think it's okay for different people to have different personalities and be like, this is a type A person that loves to plan things. This is a person that loves spontaneity. I think there's, like, God created the diversity and he loves that too. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you have to change yourself in that way. But despite that, knowing as a planner or someone that who's very spontaneous, knowing that underlying all that, God knows what's going to happen to you and he has a reason for you to be in all these places because he has something that maybe you can't see right now, but down the road he's planned for you that is like so comforting and then I have like a one thing that really helped me understand that was like in first year when I transferred from I transferred from science to kin oh yeah I forgot about that oh my Mm. gosh what a long time ago (laughs) and it, it feels so weird that like yeah like at the time like now it feels so right that I'm in kin like I really found not just my place but like it's really stuff that I like to learn a lot more. And like, it just feels right in so many ways. It has felt right ever since I switched. But making that switch was so scary for me because I like the stability and I like knowing what it's going to happen to me and stuff. So, and I don't like falling behind. So I was transferring at the end of first year. I transferred and then I fell back a standing and I had to work to catch up. But I didn't even need to. But like, I felt like I had to catch up. So things like that were so scary. But... If I hadn't, like, when I look back, I can pick out all these things that are, like, to me, it strikes me as, like, that is not just chance. That is God's deliberate hand in my life, making each of these tiny things happen. And if, like, there's a billion other things that could have happened in that moment or a billion other decisions, but if he hadn't been guiding me through that process, even when I didn't feel like I was asking him for guidance at the time or stuff, like, regardless of whether I'm asking him and praying to him whatever he's not gonna leave me behind like he still is watching over me and so now when I look back I'm like there's no way that each of these pieces fell into place for me to be where I am now if God wasn't if God didn't exist this is another tangent but that's like one of the things I think different people like Christianity hits them in different ways and like is real to them in different ways and for me a really strong way is when I look back on my experiences and I see his hand throughout the process so yeah like experientially versus other people I know there are like very logical based logic based Christians that are like like there's a whole fill course about like if this if Mm. the world was like this and if this then God must exist like clause 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 so yeah I think 
for different people, Christianity is different, real to them because of different reasons. But for me, it's like based on those experiences. Hmm. Did you have a definitive moment in which like you, you saw God or like you saw his like the first time? Do you remember? Because I remember, I remember <laughs> my ex was Christian. Oh. I remember he told me about a time where like it was very clear to him like that he was meant to be Christian and like God is in his life. Mm. So I was wondering if you have. Um, no, actually. And... I think that's the interesting thing because a lot of my earlier years as a Christian in high school and stuff, I really ruminated over that. I was like, oh, why? Because different people popping up around that time were like, I met God. Or like we'd go to a Christian camp. It's like, I experienced God when I was sitting on this dock. All of a sudden I heard his voice, whatever. And then I was like, why can't I hear his voice? Why can't I hear his voice? Like, why can't I see him? All these different people were experiencing him in different ways. But then I had to just come to terms with that's, the thing like different people will meet him in different ways Uh for someone it's an instant moment where they're like that's it I believe in God someone it's a gradual process so I think for me it has definitely been a gradual process and it has not been like bam this moment but there are definitely defining moments that have like shifted my faith completely from then onwards like for example Definitely there are cases earlier than that too, but like the one I'm talking about with my transfer, I could go into that for a long time, but afterwards reflecting on how that played out, like the way when I just thought about how much he had done to get me to, or like how hands-on he was in that process, immediately I'm just overwhelmed with like, that is literally God. Like I cannot go back to that, think about that again without being like, that was God. I guess. Yeah. But there was no... There's also... Oh, I didn't even talk about, like, baptism is another... Oh, yeah! Oh, that's so important. Thing. (laughs) So that's also part of, like, Christianity. The idea about it is, like, when you get baptized, you're committing your life to God. And you're... So I guess that's kind of the labeling thing is, like... But it's not so much... It shouldn't be so much, like, a performative thing of, like now I have the label as Christian. But it's more for you to make a statement in your life that today my life is changed because today I am following God wholeheartedly. And so despite the ups and downs that come my way from now on, like kind of that idea I was talking about, like those don't affect the fact that I believe in God and I want to follow him. So you're kind of, it's like for you to make that statement. And so that's why um i know there are other like baptism rituals that like when you christen like a baby or something but this is different it's like you self-initiate when you want to get baptized Mm -hmm. and you it's like when you want to make that change in your life Mm -hmm. so i did that in high school um and then when i think back to it definitely my faith was very different than it was like quite surface level i think but I don't, like, regret doing it then. Yeah, I think whenever you look back on it at later points, you'll be like, oh, I didn't even know that much then. Like, So that's why people get re-baptized too. 
Oh, that can my thoughts are wait really? Yeah, like you know, like marriage renewals, like when they. What? Have you seen that before? No. When people like, yeah, like to renew to reaffirm their marriage or something, it's called. Oh. So like people that they've been married for ten years. I just follow this. I follow this influencer. And she just did it with her husband. Like they just reset their vows. It's like to renew and like, because so much has changed in their relationship, yeah. and they feel like they've come so far, and they still love each other so much, if not more deeply, definitely more deeply. I think it's the same idea. It's like I could think of myself now, even maybe like getting rebaptized, because I just think that my relationship with God is so different now, and I would want to make that statement because it would have new and different implications for my life now too so yeah in that sense that's baptism (laughs) i guess for me i don't know if yeah that is i don't know i didn't know i didn't know you could get rebaptized that's very cool yeah a couple it's not like super super common but i've definitely seen it no i've seen it many times actually oh yeah and it's like on your own like want yeah, your own yeah desire want. to do so mm-hmm. oh like i know my church has a lot of like people in their 70s 60s 70s 80s that oh, do it yeah because they want to it's really it's interesting mm-hmm. and so we'll have and a lot of teens do it for the first time like they a lot of around teenage years a lot of people get baptized so you'll have this one baptism ceremony where many people do it and so you'll have like a teen and then next will be like an 80 year old grandpa you've got to help him into the water Mm -hmm. it's so interesting Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god it's basically making a statement to recommit your life to jesus (laughs) like before i came here today i was like trying to pray i was like ah i definitely can't control how well worded and stuff i'll be but just like like god give me the right words and i was thinking about like what my intention is for coming today and what i want what i want to come out of it aside from just having a nice discussion with you and i was like i hope that at least one person watching this later it would just help them clarify a little bit more what christianity looks like Mm -hmm. not to like convert you guys like nobody but just like to clarify or like be like oh i didn't know that it could be like that and I think it's very, like, mm, wasteful if you don't think about, like, even if you're not Christian, like, there's so much of this realm of thought that you can explore. And, like, even if you're not interested in being Christian, I think it's really cool to learn about new things. And, like, for me, I've always been interested in, like, how different people come to the way that they think, which is why I think I'm so interested in religion, is that, like, it affects like how you think and how you make your decisions and all this kind of stuff and I think it's really important to think about that because whether from like a compassionate standpoint or like just understanding others a little better like I think it's very important Mm -hmm. I think it's so cool to for helping you find out like the meaning of your life like thinking about why you're not Christian I think is a great great thought experiment too like Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about why I should be Christian or whatever it's like why don't I believe in christianity because i believe in these things and then that will set you off oh well why do i believe on like why do i believe this i think those are all such good parts of an active learning process that i would love yeah i think that's really good Mm -hmm. yeah wow your homework is to think about those things think about (laughs) what you believe in (laughs) why you don't believe in these different religions or just these different ideas true like if you've crossed something off before like think about like go back and think about like why did i do so 
whether it's like because someone else told me or like your own volition or whatever it helps you learn about yourself if church and like everything social about christianity were gone tomorrow like how would you still practice your faith and like if the whole world were gone tomorrow okay that's a world okay <laughs> more like i'm just asking you about how religion is not just church and christian club <laughs> oh like what i would do if yeah like these like, structures were not in place yeah like, and just... outside of these structures how do you how does one like even start this relationship with God in the first place? Mm. Right. That's not that Ooh. question I can answer. Well, not that I have an answer, but like Austin, our my the staff person in our club that I was talking about, he was talking about something similar, and he was like, he's like, I think you could just ask God, which is like super weird and awkward strange concept for someone especially if it's like your first time thinking about these things but you could just be like hello god like i don't even know i don't know if i believe if you exist or something but like if you do i'm wondering what it's like to be in a relationship with you when he told me that i was like that's so weird i can't imagine like asking god that but it's true like if you're wondering if christianity exists and stuff and for me, I believe that that God exists. I think that's a great way to, like, start a conversation with him. You can just think of him. He's definitely, like, we think of him as our friend, too, for sure. And so even the mundane things you can talk to him about, which is also a concept I learned in university. I always thought, like, growing up in church, that, oh, you have to talk, like, thank you, God, like, you are so almighty, whatever, like, thank you for doing this, I pray for this, please give us this. So I think in that way, I distanced myself from him because he was such an all-powerful being that I like had to respect like as mm-hmm. an authority, yeah. which he is very powerful. But at the same time, he brings himself to the level where he just wants to have conversations with you and be a friend with you, which is a concept that was very new oh. for me in university. And so like the idea of just being like, hi God, like, who are you? And like, um, like I'm feeling lonely today. Like telling him like random, mundane things like that, is actually what he he really likes to hear those things too. Because I think those are the conversations that help you have like a close relationship. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something you could try if you're like, if we're thinking about how removed of clubs and all these things. If it's just you, how can you start thinking about if God is real? You could just ask him and try talking to him mm-hmm. and see how that goes. But for for you, what do you what do you do like in your spare time? <laughs> <laughs> I make crafts. <laughs> I play with my dog. Um, <laughs> what do I do? So, what do I do aside from church and Christian club? Mm-hmm. Are you supposed to like? do bible study on your own you know because i've like seen christian like influencers and stuff like they christian influencers they like the concept they, they you know christian f boys definitely exist, <laughs> by the way okay that's another episode that could take five <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you saying <laughs> are there practices that you are supposed to engage in 
as an individual like aside from you know mm-hmm. your club did like bible studies and stuff are you also supposed to do that like on your own or do people okay now i'm gonna sound a little dumb but like what mm-hmm. is the bible really for yeah and that's mm. you are definitely supposed to well okay i think the overarching goal is to get closer to god that's the thing oh, underlying but, all of this. But people can do it in like different, different ways. ways. But the Bible is the one document that we believe that is literally given to us by God. And so like every person that spoke and wrote into the Bible was like God told them what to write. You can think of it that way. So it's like the one thing, the one tangible thing we have in this faith that is quite not palpable right like it's a lot of believing without seeing Mm -hmm. and so this is the one thing that god has given us that is directly from him and that we believe so if you so that's why it's such an important document it's like um and then we think of it as like a pretty like a timeless piece where um he's given so many so much advice and just taught us how to live through experiences, through direct, like, teachings, things like that. So there's so many endless things that you can learn from the Bible. And so we think of it as, like, if you have any questions about what you're, like, about life, the answers are all there. And so there's different, yeah, so, like, different people will make use of different ways, but all of these are ways to get close to God and understand Him better. That's the ultimate goal. So praying to Him, that's, like, directly talking to him of course that's important like reading the bible reading his word learning about who he was who jesus was that's really important for understanding him talking to like people in community like-minded christians and like wrestling your faith with them and growing together that's important right like um he made us to be in partnership and in talking with other people so all these things are like different ways and then different people will get more involved or different different people will feel like they can understand God or feel connected to him through different means and so for me I think I lean towards like the connection with people that really works for me like having conversations with people and hearing about other people's experiences but my thing that I always want to work on is I want to work on like um, praying to him more which I'm really not good at and reading the Bible, which I'm also really not good at, especially on my own. So, like, like our club does weekly Bible studies, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. and so then we work through it together. I'm trying to. I've been doing that this year, and I've learned a lot more than I usually have. And I think going from that, I'm learning more how I can do that on my own time because I don't know why I'm like scared of it. But I'm. It's pretty. I don't know. To me, it's like daunting to have this whole Bible and like open it and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like read it and make sure that I'm getting the right thing out of it. I don't want to like misinterpret it, but there are also, there's room for like different people to have, to take different things from it. That's the beauty of it too. Like if you read the same passage, it can mean really different things to you and help you in different ways at various time points in your life or even from one day to the next. I also forgot about like worship, musically and beyond. Like a big one for some people is they feel really connected to him through song, right? Mm-hmm. And just like through other art forms or whatever. Um, but yeah, so again, all of these are different ways to like connect yourself with God. 
<laughs> so I guess people fill up their time to more or less degrees with these different activities. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole... This is not on our agenda, but I feel like you'd be interested. There's a whole other... Some people that are really into Bible knowledge and, like, Bible context, they really um, like to look into the different translations, too, because the Bible has many, many different translations. One of the more common ones is NIV, New International Version. So that's more like the standard one that's accepted. But then there's one that, for example, uses more colloquial language or one that's called King James Version, which is more popular a couple decades ago. Like it's more old English. And then there's the Hebrew ones that are um, much more closely tied to like how like the languages it was originally written. And so you can imagine that things are lost in translation. And so like um, people who are really into that will love to look at the different versions and compare and be like, in the NIV it says this, but actually that does not encompass at all this Hebrew word or this phrase that has so many other things tied to it. It's like when we speak, like there are certain words in Cantonese that I just cannot explain in English, Mm kind of like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also looking into the context of the time, like, for example, there's this one word that they use a lot in the Bible called, like, Y-O-K-E, like, yoke, the yoke of these ox, and then I always read that and I didn't think too much of it, but actually if you think about the context of the time, a yoke is a device that was used to tie two ox together, um, and then one was, like, the leading ox and the other one was, like, the younger ox, and so... When they use that idea in the Bible, many times it's actually referring to that image of like God being the ox that is directly tied to us and is partnering with us and he's leading the way. So it's like a very comforting image. But then when I just read that and it's like the yoke of your ox, like I don't know what that means. <laughs> so for example, like that. And then you have to go back to the history of the time, like what was a yoke, like a yoke at that time and like what that word meant in Hebrew to understand that. So that's really cool too. Interesting. If I had more time, I would definitely look into that. That looks that's <laughs> it, really cool. You could really spend a lot of time on that. You can imagine. Like, yeah. I think even reading it between like English and Chinese, I was thinking about the other day. If I had the skills for that, I'm sure it'd be very different. It's really cool. I think like your perspective will definitely help a lot of people who like are just wanting to learn more or just are interested and don't know. And obviously, it's very important to remember that, like, this is one person's perspective and, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. based on area, your upbringing and everything like that, like, it can look so different for someone else. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I also go to my friend's small group these days on Wednesdays Mm -hmm. because it's nice there because at Thursday, I'm definitely, like, I have to intentionally lead because it's part of my role. So I'm, like, pushing myself 200% to welcome people and stuff. But on Wednesday, it's nice to become like a participant and just enjoy and like do the bible study Mm -hmm. and i learned so much Mm -hmm. i keep talking about this with people recently is like whether i have ever hid my faith oh that's interesting is it yeah (laughs) have you (laughs) yes but just in general like yeah it was like a discussion prompt we had at our event last week it was like do you ever hide your faith from people and my answer is yes and I still struggle with it and I think a lot of people do and then for me it boils down to two reasons I think the first one 
this was much more prevalent like it still is but this was the main one when I was younger is I wanted to fit in and be normal so I didn't want like I felt weird telling people like or like our friends would all want to do like play dates on Sundays and stuff and then they'd be like oh Rebecca can't like she has church and then I'd be like ah oh. and then I'd feel left out too and mm. or like I just didn't want to be weird and like when we got older and then talking about like parties and things they're like oh Rebecca's so like good like or holy don't like whatever don't don't taint her and I'm like no 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 it's fine let's talk about it I want to go to the party too <laughs> like I I didn't like that mm. and I didn't want to be like a weird Christian freak I guess <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> from my perspective <laughs> and then I think the second inhibitor that came up when I got older was more understanding how Christianity looks to a lot of different people and how it has played a very different role in different people's lives and so I feel hesitant to just bring it up or talk about my faith out of context when I don't know what the person I'm talking to what their relationship with Christianity is like Mm -hmm. so like because it's so broad and then there are people who have done horrible things but call themselves Christian and vice versa like it's such a so by identifying with this religion and this faith and this the church like I have responsibility to for the things that other people who call themselves Christian have done under the name of Christianity too if that makes sense mm-hmm. so in that in those conversations and spaces like for example talking about residential schools or like um, all the things that like the church has done I would say as a whole that have hurt oh. the LGBTQ plus community um, that's another place where it's like Sometimes I feel badly or I don't know how much I should say off the bat to someone if I don't know where they're coming from in those conversations because I know it can hurt them a lot too or they've been hurt by it in the past. And so just hearing the word, like hearing that someone's Christian can really hurt them or like um, scare them too. Mm. So I think those two things are play into now even today why I like even on my Spotify listening I've been telling people like I have to push myself consciously to be like don't turn on private mode listen to the Christian (laughs) playlist I like I recently made my Christian playlist public I was like like press the button and then the next steps are like some of some people will put bible references in their like bios and stuff I don't know Mm -hmm. if I do that just aesthetically for me but like just referencing it in their posts for example or just living it out so boldly that is something I'm still struggling with and working towards too but I will acknowledge that I've come a long way like I could not have imagined myself coming to talk about this in high school and like having it posted (laughs) (laughs) having it posted (laughs) oh my gosh or even telling people like oh where are you going on Thursday or what what event is it because I'm like come to the event and I'm like, oh, it's for my Christian club. And then sometimes I just feel like shy or like embarrassed saying it too. It's like Christian club. And a lot of people in our club have said the same too. It's like, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. I think that also relates to a lot of different things. Like when we hear the word like vegan, you only think of mm. those vegans that are like, like the vegan teacher on, t- on TikTok. Have you seen her? 
the mm. white lady that's yep. like kind of just not a good like rep yeah. yeah like people just think of those like extremes but mm. like it's really cool to see how people can balance like their values and their faith but also like regu- regular life I guess you could say mm-hmm. like not the extremes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true and it does span quite a range there are people like missionaries my friend's sister and her husband moved to like Asia to this to a very I think it's pretty war torn place and that's like they literally picked up and left and moved there for good like their whole change their whole life course and so that's another form that's like another way that christianity could look and so another thing is like i've also felt before like if i don't do those things does that make me a bad christian like i'm not following i'm not like trusting him fully and like Mm. completely doing those things and I don't know if this is a cop-out answer. I guess I'm still thinking about that, too. But a lot of these things, like, I don't know. I'm literally, like, very, very only scratching the surface of, like, what it means to be Christian, too. But I do think there is, like, a big importance in living out my religion. And, like, there's the idea of... Even the word missionary is pretty taboo because it has a lot of... Yeah, like, I think, even for me, like, right now, I think of, like, a very stereotypical, like, right. thinking of the people who, like, knock on your door and mm-hmm. just walk up. When I think it was intended to just be, like, even if you don't even bring up your religion once, like, caring for people from a Christian, carrying a Christian worldly perspective and using that to channel your love to people and care for people mm-hmm. without even having to, like, not, the, the focus is not on converting people. The focus is not on, like, imposing your beliefs on them. Yeah, I think that's where there were issues too. But anyways, I think even in the common workplace, like if I go into physiotherapy and if I'm working one day with like clients and like patients, I can see how maybe I could use that to like have the same idea, like channeling my Christian love into my practice. And my boss at my physio clinic right now is actually Christian too. Oh. And then looking at her, I kind of see it in some ways, too. Yeah, it's just interesting. But definitely there are much more sacrifices that go into, like, picking up and moving abroad and fully committing <laughs> your lifetime. So that's, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. End off. <laughs> We're just beginning. <laughs> Unfortunately, Rebecca has to leave. Oh, I'm going to another Christian thing. Oh. It's my volunteering with kids. Just so we don't end off so abruptly in our conversations, <laughs> I figured I forgot to ask our icebreaker questions when we started the episode, so let's just do it now. I mean, there's no point, right? Okay, so my first one is, what is your go-to drink? Non-alcoholic or alcoholic? Just like, mm. I guess you could say both. I would... Say. I'm very indecisive. Uh, currently, oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, coffee with oat milk. Oh, <laughs> just that, mm-hmm. and a bit of cinnamon. That's my quick morning drink. I just bought this um, coconut nog 
from Whole Foods yesterday. Mm. I'm very excited to try. I also don't know if I like Nog because I don't think yeah. I've ever had it. I I don't know why. Just the idea of it always scared me. Yeah, I'm scared that I won't like it. But coconut yeah, isn't it like? I just thought, ever I always thought of it as like spicy <laughs> holiday drink. I don't know. Spicy. <laughs> okay, very cool. Mm-hmm. Any alcoholic drinks that you like? Ooh, I do. I actually really like sake Ooh. and rice wines. Like, um, yeah. yeah, just rice wines. There's the Japanese ones, the Korean ones, and then the Shanghainese ones. I love rice wines. Oh, yeah, interesting. But I also mm. just really like alcohol in a in a mature respectful, way, respectful, mature way. Not just like taking shots and like. Yeah, not just yeah. I appreciate the flavor. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's like my goal is like to mature to like the taste of mm-hmm. not just like the like fruity cocktails but like actual like wine and like she loves best. her fruity cocktails i really do truly okay what is your immediate turn off just in anybody yeah uh i <laughs> there's many things <laughs> I guess one is, like, I don't like it when people constantly are on their phone or, like, mm. are act like they're clearly not listening to you because, yeah, I just think it's nice when you're, it's not easy to be in the same space together. And so when you are, I think it's nice to cherish each other's presence. That's very true. Yeah. It's fine to check your phone, like, occasionally and stuff, but just beyond that if they're like just not listening to you yeah like whenever jerry and i go out to eat i find it so sad when like people are just like on their phones at the like other tables i'm like you know like obviously i don't know their circumstance like they could have had a very long day at work and they're just like trying to chill but i'm like you know like you only get so much time with someone and like i haven't seen rebecca in like two if we did that i would be devastated yeah we'd be missing out on so much yeah it's just like uh, but then a turn on is when people remember things that I talked about a long time ago or just, like, remember details that I told them. Mm -hmm. That's so touching, I think. Yeah. And last, what is your goal for the next month? Your number one goal? (laughs) (laughs) My goal is to start my applications, probably. They all are open, and I just have not touched them yet. I'm... I'll wish her luck. Thank you. Very exciting. Okay. Want to plug your IG? (laughs) Really? If you want a common thing. If you want, I don't know. I don't know if anyone will actually. I feel like I, I, whenever I record, I'm like, no one's listening. And then you get many viewers though. Yeah, and then I actually get like DMs and stuff. I'm like, yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, so I'll gain thousands. <laughs> okay, I'm looking forward to it. It's just my name because my last name is pretty different. It's Rebecca T S O W. See you there. Give her a follow at Over Easy the Podcast too. And you can message if you have, if you just want to talk. Yeah. Not like questions because I can't necessarily answer them, but like uh, from a advice yeah. perspective, but just like as a conversation, I'd love to. I actually have a lot of like. N- further friends that watch the podcast like just like people i don't talk to like at all pretty much Mm -hmm. which i think is very surprising so like there are definitely people like in our circle so if you you know like this podcast and like want to talk more like 
Oh, DM at Rebecca So. <laughs> you there? <laughs> but yeah, that'll be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. It was definitely a much longer one than normal, but I learned so much. Is it gonna I, end up being that long? Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I might split it into two. We'll see. <gasps> I feel like a long episode is okay too. I mean, one hour. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be more than that. Like we've been recording for one hour thirty-seven. Oh minutes. my goodness! Yeah. But I hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe, follow on everything. I don't really know plugging my podcast, but do whatever you like. (laughs) It's pretty chill. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.